0: Hello, friends. Welcome to fangra Happy Hour. So this week, Anna and I got together to do a special episode with Asia Romano about Inception fandom, and we recorded, and everything was going wonderfully, and the final recording has some weird noise that I cannot figure out how to fix. So there is a lot of crackling in this recording, and all I can say is I've given it a week, I've tried everything I know to do, and I'm stumped. So I just went ahead and edited the episode and posted it as it sounds. I'm really sorry about the sound quality here. I will attempt to do better in the future. I will continue improving my skills, and hopefully this won't happen again. This is a quick shot episode. It was not very long. So if you're really interested in in learning some, learning a little bit about Inception fandom and a small part of Finnish culture that you're not familiar with, and you're okay with putting up with the weird sound. Uh, thank you very much for listening all the way through. Asia is super knowledgeable, and she was great to have on, and we really appreciate her. And we're so, so sorry that our sound has come in and just co-opted her episode, a Mysterious Crackle. So with that out of the way, sorry again, and enjoy the episode if you can't. Welcome to Fangirl Happy Hour. Today, I have convinced Anna to indulge me in a Finnish retrospective to celebrate a film and a fandom extremely close to my heart. Back in July of 2010, Inception by Christopher Nolan, a film about thieves that steal things from your dreams, dropped onto the scene and was quick to become a pop culture touchstone. 2015 is a five year anniversary of Inception's release. And what better way to celebrate than to introduce Anna to the amazing Spanish experience many of us had? With me to delve into the history is my friend Anna. Hey! Hello! Thank you for indulging my whims. No problem.
1: I'll do anything you want, you know that.
0: Yeah, that's true. We also have a very special guest to help contextualize and explain the joy that was Inception Fandom. Asia Romano, Inception Fandom Champion, welcome to our show! Hi! So good Woo-hoo! to be here. <laughs> Yay! Here's what I know about Inception and the fandom. I wouldn't be in it if not for you. Really? Yes. I would not have written anything in that fandom if not for you. Because I, I was wow. really... I was... No, I was really... It was the first big, big fandom that I got involved in. I was sort of in SGA, like, on the fringes. I wrote, like, one thing but I was really scared because it was so so huge and I was like noodling around thinking about it and you came out of nowhere and were like yes welcome right stuff hang out with us aww. and it was so sweet and I felt like so welcome and really that was what got me into Inception fandom aww that makes me really happy to hear yes it was all you so thank you for Oh, not thank you for
2: listening and, and joining us and writing such amazing fic
0: yeah that was really like i'm thinking back now and i did stuff in inception Phantom that i would have never ever done anywhere else like i'm pretty sure i wrote uh fic in cherry Bina's comments oh in What's her cherry comments Beena? where everybody could see it <laughs> not something yeah. i do
2: her um her comments were really like it's it's they were just like a constant block party it was wonderful
0: yeah well, it was like I, when i think back to inception fandom i really do think that her like i think of her comment section as like home
2: oh that's wonderful yeah that that and the kink meme and um you know all the fluff memes that we had and just, it was just a really like,
0: it's such a dear fandom i love it a lot i really do so, Anna has seen the movie, and she likes the movie, right, Anna? You liked the movie. Yes,
1: I did. I, yeah, I liked the movie. I even bought the DVD. Blu-ray DVD, My not.
0: That's fancy. Excellent.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I saw it in the movies, really liked it, saw it again in the movies, and then I bought the DVD. It's a great movie.
0: But you don't know much about the fandom, so you're brand new. No, I am brand new. You've... I don't even...
1: Yeah. Yeah, you've okay. read some
0: of my fic, but, like, as far as the fandom goes, you are...
1: No, I have no idea. You're a
0: baby fan, so now, Asia, I would like for you to share with Anna all the things you know. Oh my God! Okay. <laughs> um. So
2: the thing, <laughs> the thing about Inception fandom is that, um, oh wow, where to begin? Honestly, um, what do you, do you have any questions specifically about the fandom, or the film? Or you just want me to blab a while because I can. Well, I can do both. Uh, the only question
1: that I have, I guess is the only question that I have about any fandom at all. What is it about that specific thing, that specific movie that makes you so passionate about it that you want to write more and so, create more around it?
2: That is a really, really great question. And it's um, sort of the answer. I think is three pronged for me. Um, and the three prongs are um, a, the, the fandom itself and the fandom community and what they've done with the the world and the um, the sort of specific subversions that they've done within that within that that community and within that that writing and that world building and um, see Arthur names so <laughs> the thing I really want to emphasize about inception fandom is that um, right from the beginning it well first off inception the movie is very metaphorical like you can read it in a number of different ways you can read it obviously as you know. A take on science fiction, you know, sort of literally as a take on science fiction and and um, the workings of the brain. Like you can read like se- different characters as like various, you know, hemispheres of the brain and like various uh, okay. like ways ways that the that the brain interacts with you know the rest of the body and so forth. And you can also read it as a metaphor for filmmaking, which is is a very strong metaphor. You know, where Cobb is the the director and so forth, and and so you're sort of left with all of these these parallels about creativity. The nice thing about that mo- metaphor is that it also opens up – it's a uh, its window into, like, audience interpretation. Obviously, at the, at the end of the film, like, whether whether you want the film to be a happy ending or, a, you know, yeah. a, a realistic quote ending. Like, it just – it opens up all different kinds of layers for, for how you read the world of filmmaking and also just the world of creativity itself. Like, as a metaphor for, for creativity, I think a lot of fans have been drawn to it. So there's also there are those kinds of things at play. But because of that, like, I think – right from the beginning. Like, I don't want to say because of it, but there's just an energy around that film. And from the very beginning, like back in, you know, July, August of 2010, it seemed like the fandom was really a hive mind. Like they were just churning out fix right and left. And it was one of those fix that, or one of those, um, fandoms that has an immediate sort of rush right at the very beginning of energy. Um, and people were, were sort of declaring that the fandom would be dead within, you know, three months and people would have yeah. moved on to like, you know, James Bond and Q But that really didn't happen, and I think the reason it didn't happen is because people were so into this sort of collective thing that we were building together because what would happen is that you'd get, like, these really long threads in the kink theme where someone would prompt something, and it would would turn up, like, you would get, like, maybe six fills in response to this idea because people were sort of turning the idea around, and they were also having meta discussions about the idea on the side. So, like, you didn't just get, like, kinks. You got, like, this whole, like gigantic vast exploration of of you know what the fandom was about and what these characters were about because the characters are really shallow you know they are they are they're, they're, is, the, the, and the world the building is... is really unsatisfying right because like you you're supposed to be going into dreamscape but it looks like duluth you know like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does it's just this really drab building because like you know christopher nolan didn't want to cgi anything so you just get these really like Bland, boring dreamscapes. And I think people were really like, there's just enough like possibility there that people really wanted to latch onto that and sort of open it up to like new things. And we were all doing it together. It just, I've never ever been in a community where it felt like there was so much collective doing stuff together. And, and like people were just, you know, ideas don't like it's hard to pin down when you look at it because you can't say where a specific trope came from because it just sort of like emerged from the other <laughs> and suddenly it was, like everyone was writing it. And like, I know that there are a lot of fandoms like that, but specifically for inception, it felt like people were doing it very self-consciously. And I think they still are like, they're still like in the last year we've had a major resurgence of people writing fix. Um, and they've been writing it around a specific fix, which we'll probably talk about later. But I think that that's, that impulse is still there. And I think it's just a really unique fandom to bring that out in people.
1: That's really interesting. I think that from everything that you just said, it seems to me that I have to admit that maybe I have a very shallow interpretation or a very shallow experience of that movie. Because for me, you know, the one thing that I get out of it is, is the idea, it's the, it's the science fictional idea, the very superficial first look. Oh, this is really cool, this idea of Inception. So right. I, I don't I don't really relate to any of the characters. I I, I watched it again, uh well I, I tried to watch it again recently and um well the lights went off in my house basically <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't continue watching. But anyway, that's yeah. But the thing that I got out of the out of it on this latest showing was that the characters are not really why I watch it at all. I don't care about any of the characters as they are really? in the
2: movie. I think that's another, like, that sort of gets into, like, my second prong reasoning, which is, like, what the the people have actually done with the show and the canon. And I think um, they have a number, like, they've had a number of approaches to it over the years, but I think the biggest one, and I don't want to say that I'm speaking for anyone else except my, myself, but it's a really widespread sort of tendency within the fandom. Um, not one that everybody shares, but a pretty prevalent tendency, I would say, to sort of downplay the main character Cobb who's played by Leonardo DiCaprio yeah because he really like if you look closer he comes across as just this like uh, he can come across if you read him a certain way as this boorish sort of overbearing bland guy who probably killed his wife you know (laughs) and that's really a problem for most of the people who are in the fandom because obviously most of us are 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 non-dudes and most of us You know, watched the movie and came away being like, wow, Maul was probably right. She probably jumped and woke up. and now she's somewhere up above trying to incept Cobb to wake up, which is obviously one of the major ways you can read the film. And there have been a lot of really amazing. Yeah, there have been a lot of really amazing fics that have delved into this idea that Maul is somewhere awake or that she was right. And have really done a lot to give her agency and to give her sort of power over what she... Like, in the film, she was basically a cipher. She wasn't even a character. She was a shade, quote-unquote, of yeah. a projection of his of Cobb's mind. And we have no idea what she was really like because we only see her through his incredibly distorted perception of her. So there have been a lot of ways... Like, that's one of my favorite things about the fandom. There's an entire, um, like, trope called the mall woke up trope where people have written... Responses to the film that are just really subversive and smart and and takedowns of what the film was trying to do and sort of centering Cobb and making him this this hero with this, this man pain filled narrative because now instead you have all these people who are like just don't give a shit about him and are instead writing all these sticks about all the other ensemble characters the people who we only saw like Arthur and Eames only have five minutes of total screen time together I think yeah <laughs> like I think I it's actually less That's- I think it's like three and a half or something. <laughs>
1: That's the one pairing that I that that's the one thing that I know more about the fandom about fandom. Uh it's right. it's the is the Atham Eames pairing. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's it's incredible. But it's like, like my dumb. yeah, my 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 reaction to that. But they are on screen like two
2: seconds together. that's You know that that's like that was my reaction too initially, but also like there's there's a whole other level in which like people are I think people come because they're intrigued by the the idea of the pairing, but then they read a couple of fix and they really get they get it yeah. because I, I think like when you to draw out those characters, you also have to sort of draw lines around the world that that, that Inception gives you, yeah. Um, in this way that feels, I think, very freeing for people because you really you pretty much have to like the way that Arthur his dynamic with Cobb sort of goes in the film. Arthur takes sort of a, a bit of abuse from Cobb because, he, you know, he yells at him. He, he's screwing up the dream all by himself, but, but he obviously yells at Arthur and, and, and Arthur is sort of seen as like his, his really sort of like a, a yes man in a lot of ways. And I think the film, the work of the writers who are exploring Arthur's character really get to sort of give a thumbs up, uh, you know, uh, they get to thumb their nose at Cobb a little bit in making Arthur sort of his own person and taking him through that journey which I think is another sort of way of, of being subversive about it. And, of course, there are a lot of Cobb-Arthur shippers, too. I don't want to say that that's, like, everything that the fandom oh. is doing. But that's a big part of it to me. Like, I, I think Cobb-Arthur is, like, I don't think that, I don't find that ship healthy, so I don't really read it a lot, but I have in, been able to read it and enjoy it in the past. So, and, of course, there there are also a lot of, of fix that are just there to sort of play around with the ideas and the concepts because you can do all kinds of things with, like, projections and you can have total like mind trips where you're not sure who's real and who isn't. You can have all kinds of things involving, you know, there's a really amazing fic where Philippa ha- like who's Cobb's daughter. She has to grow up realizing that her parents had, um, another version of her that they were, that they thought was their real daughter for like, oh. <laughs> for like 30 years together and she has to like grow up dealing with that realization and how it like traumatizes her (laughs) and like there's all kinds of stuff that people do and because and i think it's just um i think that the arthur adenes is is um it's what people see the most of and i think that there are a lot in in a lot of ways it's stereotypical sort of like it can it's only it's
1: only only the first level of inception right
2: yeah (laughs) exactly exactly
1: yeah
2: so is is it still going strong even five years on absolutely yeah i mean it's been um it really is an active it's a very active fandom actually this year or this year this month is our our fifth year anniversary because the movie came out on july 16th 2010 and every july we throw what's what we call inceptiversary where all the people in the fandom hold um you know events all all month long and because this is the fifth year and none of us ever expected to get to the fifth year (laughs) we're doing um a lot of, of celebration this month it's been really fun but yeah, we're active, and also there's like a huge Asian contingent, which we know because every year in the um, when the backlot does the slash tournament, Arthur and Eames always gets into um, like the semifinals, and like we always have tons of like these people who come out of the woodwork from like China and Korea who help us vote. <laughs> it's like the one time of the year we actually see them, <laughs> and then they That's just sort amazing. Of just work. I know it's so amazing. I love this fandom. But, yeah, like, <laughs> apparently it's, like, still really popular, still going strong. So, thank you. Thank you, Asians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, and, of course, the, the big thing that happened this year was we, um, we we got an invasion of Sherlock fans because, um, we had a Sherlock BNF, Earl Grey T68, come join us. Um, she started writing Fix last year, um, because she got the Arthur Names bug and she started writing, uh, this, uh, this work in progress called lucky like she writes serially so she'll write like for a couple of months working on one work in progress and it'll get tons okay. of hits. and she wrote this stick called lucky about uh, her, uh arthur arthur and Eames finding a baby while they're on a job <laughs> and this sounds of, right up my alley Yeah, <laughs> okay. um, and so it got tons of like initial attention and then this year like at the very beginning of the year um right after i finished i seem to be verb actually it was sort of like a nice little dovetailing because we each like i finished this giant like Uh, work in progress about a celebrity au and then she started writing this giant work in progress about a celebrity au so all year long people have been writing celebrity au's about arthur and Eames because of her fic and um people like just like actually i think right now it has the most comments out of the entire archive of her own it's called next big thing and um it's basically a home and garden uh reality tv show uh alternate universe where (laughs) where arthur and Eames are uh they are basically, like, uh, reality TV show hosts, and Ian is an interior <laughs> designer, and Arthur is a real estate agent, and they get tapped <laughs> to work on this show where they're uh, basically, like, teaching new designers how to do the job. And it's very, very long. It's, like, 230,000 words long by this point. Oh, because my she... God. Yeah. But she only finished it at the beginning of this month. She started writing it in January. She wrote it for six months, and she got, like, thousands of comments per update so (laughs) so it's been a like major phenomenon that has just drawn people in from all over the place so suddenly in the fifth year of the fandom we're having this huge explosion of interest in the in the fandom and the ship and um and all the old fix and so that's why my live journal has just been or sorry my tumblr has just been completely full of people asking for wrecks because they're coming to the fandom and they don't know where to start so they're just like what do we what do we read so i'm like well here i have this pinboard account with 2200 wrecks on it so here you go
0: <laughs> yeah it's, it's been a really good cool that makes yeah, a lot of really sense surprising now because i've <laughs> been getting like all these comments on my old fix i'm like where are you guys coming from I'm like thank you I really appreciate all your comments, but we're like it was dead that's violent and come. now suddenly and they, they have
2: like rec fit like the they call the next big thing comment party and like someone actually said to, like on Tumblr a while back, have we invented comet parties? And I was like, Oh you sweet summer child, let oh, me no. tell you about Live Journal. Like <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about a thing called Live Journal where people used to actually be able to discuss things with each other and have parties all the time. But um, you know, that's happening. I mean, they actually still even though the fic has stopped posting, um, they made a Reddit community for it.
0: That's um, amazing.
2: I know. They made, like, who goes to Reddit? But I guess people who don't know the live journal exists could go to Reddit. Um, so <laughs> they made this Reddit community. I think it's called um, HGT, HGTVAU or something, or HGTVverse. But you can just, like, search for, if you go to Reddit, if you are a Redditor, you can just search for Inception and you'll probably find it. So they, they still, like, do rec over there and stuff.
0: And, uh, yeah, thriving community. So how active are you, Renee? In Inception? Not at yeah. all, because I... She left us. I left. Wolf. <laughs> I did. Ah. It's a sad. It's sad. It's a sad story. It's true. But she can always come back. I can <laughs> always come back. Listen, I still have this story that I promised a friend, which is so stupid now. Like, if I went and looked at it, I would probably delete it. But it's about... Cobb, and Saito and a puppy. Aww. And I, I have 20, I, 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 I have twenty-two thousand <laughs> words of it, which wow. is the sad part. That's amazing. So one day I might finish it, and I owe a lot of people. Like I owe a lot of different people. Like I owe Jody something. If she wanted me to write her a bookshop au. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. <laughs> and I cool. promised it to her. So one day I just blame. I just blame my degree because I actually got involved in inception fandom. The same year I went back to school, which was really unfortunate, okay. actually. <laughs> so I would be, like, in class going, this is so boring. I've read this in the book. I know this already. I'll just sit here and write fanfic in my notebook. It was not a good situation. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so um, when I finished my degree, I sort of drifted away from session fandom because it was kind of like, I associated the two. But no, I can always come back. I have stuff written. I have drafts of things. <laughs> That sounds amazing. I hope you do, especially because we really need more
2: like fix about Cobb and Saito.
0: Yes, it was. That was really interesting to me, like because I thought that would, when I first watched the movie, I thought actually that would be the pairing that took off for some reason. I just underestimated the ways that we were going yeah, to find did too. Cobb. Yeah. <laughs> actually, my
2: first initial thought was, "Holy crap, Cobb and Saito are I fucking on the plane." Um, so <laughs> good
0: Yeah, no, I just, I just underestimated the ways that Phantom was going to find Cobb. Ridiculous. <laughs>
2: I mean, I, I kind of have, like, I've got a deep Cobb's quick by this point. But, like, initially I was really into Cobb Saito. And actually the very first thing that I ever wrote for Inception Fandom was for a kink, requ- a kink meme request for Cobb Arthur. So, I mean, I on some level, like, level I get it. But, like, I'm so totally – the thing about Arthur Eames is that, like, it's a legitimate – it's an epic, epic ship. Like, even though they only have four minutes together, like, in the film, like, they – there's a lot of production notes that they have a much deeper backstory. Like, they basically were in the military together and apparently have known each other for a long time. Um, oh. Yes, thanks. you don't really get that in in the from the movie, but it's sort of there in the background and a lot of people do a lot of things with that. And so there's just like I don't know, there's something between the the two of them. They have their own mini arc in the series in the movie and I think that I don't know I, 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 it's sort of strange because I don't ever want to feel like I'm defending uh, you know what we call the militant slasher trend of just sleeping on, latching onto two hot you know white guys, especially if one of them's British, and then like you know making them kiss a while and then moving on to the next pair of hot British white guys. But, but there are a lot of us who have been in this fandom the whole five years, so I really don't think that I don't think it's that at all. Like I think there's really a lot more driving our interest in the pairing and the world, so
0: Well, I'm convinced. Yay. <laughs> You're convinced. So what can we have her read? That's the oh question. Oh
2: my gosh. So many fics. So my favorite of the Mall woke up fics, Mall, of course, being Cobb's wife. It's that's, um, that's the one that
1: sounds more interesting to me, actually. Yeah,
2: I mean, there are a lot. And yeah. there are two fics that I have to recommend. One of them is by a writer named Electrum Queen. And that's all one word, Electrum Queen. And the fic is, I am the hero of the story. I don't need to be saved. And it's basically about Maul waking up and realizing that she has to, um, to like, actually both of these fix are, are sort of the same thing. They're Maul waking up and realizing that she has to sort of wake Cobb up. And so she has to get the gang together, as it were, and all the tension and, and the just the, the, the heartache surrounding being, you know, waking up and finding herself alone and not knowing what to do and having to rely a lot on Arthur to sort of keep things together while she figures out how she's going to wake Cobb up if she can wake him up. And... And it's just, it's really, really tense. There's a lot, there's a big, um, a giant mall Arthur subtext there that just, like, is heart-wrenching. And I love it. I love it. I love it. And another fic along the same lines is uh, IndySor's They Tried to Blow Me Down. Um, and IndySor also has a couple of amazing Arthur Eames fics. But this fic just, she has amazing polished writing. It's so in-depth and, and just subtle and beautiful. Um, so I would recommend pretty much everything that she writes for Inception Fandom. Uh, yeah, so those are my two uh, Mom woke Up fics. Um, the Philippa fic that I mentioned earlier um, is by Lady Ragnell. Um She's the author. I want to say the title of the fic is called Dream a Little Dream of Me. Or no, it's, it's um, Dream a Dream and Together It Will Be Reality or something like that. Um, but you can just like search Archive of Our Own for Lady Ragnell and Philippa and you'll get it. And that's an amazing fic too. There's a a writer called Weatherfront, who most of her fics are posted to uh, LiveJournal under the the name Tornado Belt, but you can also find some of the the longer fics on Ao3 under the name Weatherfront. All of her stuff is incredible, um, absolutely incredible. She has this fic uh, that's a vampire AU called On Route to Transylvania, um, which is amazing because it's this um, it's 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 totally tongue in cheek and parody but it's also a really great like meta parody of the fan of the, of the movie. Like there's a scene where, uh, where Cobb is like talking about, um, Oh, I don't even know, like, like color of crops and things. And he's like, how do we know that this crop is what you perceive it to be? (laughs) Like, it's just totally crack. And it's wonderful. And it also has a very sweet Arthur and Eve dynamic in the middle of it. And she has another fic that is my like, God's own, like, true love called It's Automatic, which is uh, essentially just an Arthur and Eames fic that's about them sort of being mind-heist thieves together and sort of con men together. Um, and they're just very brilliant and sharp and alive and that fic in a way that, that feels very sort of eternal to me. Um, what else can I wreck? There, there are some really, really popular fics. Um, Antimony by Gibrales,
0: um is really, really popular. Um, Here's he what you need to do. Anna liked Aaron's book. Oh, who, oh, oh! Of course, yes.
2: <laughs> I was—I actually had a note to record too. Um, so, eleven inches, aka Aaron Claiborne, who is the oh, author. Oh, okay, yeah. Who's the author of a book? Anna likes called "Hero at the End of the World," which I also edited. Yay! She um, has a number of Inception dicks, and they are all absolutely marvelous. My favorite is probably called—and and her AO3 name is Eleven Inches. So you can just. Like find her on Ao3, and then all of her inception fics are there. Um, I think most of them are there. There are maybe a couple of long of uh, shorter ones that are only on her live journal, but you can um, search pinboard and find those too. My favorite fic of hers is called "Don't Fall in Love with the Dreamer." Um, okay. It's just uh, it's really cool. It's really nice. It's it's uh, pretty much written pretty shortly after the the movie came out, so the ideas feel sort of really fresh and. Um, about how Arthur and Eames sort of get their shit together after the job, which is sort of a major trope of in- Inception fandom, which sort of holds that Arthur and Eames sort of tumble around each other and have all kinds of miscommunication and, and just can't get themselves, can't-, can't get all their ducks in a row until Inception happens. And then through the arc of the movie and them sort of, they're, they're still just communication during the dream. They get their act together and figure out what they're doing, um, which I think is really, really nice. And then there's another fic that she wrote called um, The Material Life of the Californian Suburb, which is really clever um, because it has Eames growing up in a hippie commune and sort of not knowing knowing how to be, like, a real human. So, like, half the time, like, the reason he wears, like, shabby clothes is just because he doesn't, you know, where is he going to get real clothes? And he grew up in a commune. And um, But the whole plot arc is him sort of being gradually domesticated by Arthur, um, who invites him to come back to California with him. And so he gets this sort of suburban life and how he sort of falls into it um, and falls in love. And it's just, it's Erin's so hilarious. Um, yeah, because and, all of her picks are hilarious. Her book is amazing. So, yeah, I'll,
0: I'll try those ones, definitely. Read everything yeah. by her. My yes. favorite story by her actually is called um, Crime and Medicine. I, I was gonna wreck that one too. Yeah, it's really good. I was thinking about my pinboard. I don't have it up right now, but I'm pretty sure like, I have every single single thing she's written in Inception. But Mark, <laughs> every single story. She's yeah. So funny.
2: She's yeah, she, yeah. Her fic is amazing, and I, I like and her fic is really popular too because it sort of is one of those fics that really takes on um, approaches. It, it approaches canon from like a lot of sideways angles. Like Crime and Medicine imagines that they're all like research students who've been asleep for the whole time. But like they they don't actually know each other in real life, um, like and they're all just really dorks. <laughs> like they're all like every single member of the team is just a grad student who's been like projecting themselves to be these like super spy like basically like the Inception dream or their avatars, which is <laughs> so clever. It's so clever. It's so I love funny. it. It's so funny.
0: <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking about it going. Oh, I cracked up the first time I like out loud cracking up the first time I read that story. It's so good. Aww.
2: And then I would be really remiss if I didn't wreck press Kavu, which I have actually, I've never read it. Um, you, wait, is, you've never read it? I've never read it. Um, but it's the, it's cons- the reason I've never read it is because I feel like I, I could, I kind of had this secret private goal, which I guess is not so longer private of <laughs> um, sort of getting through the whole fandom without reading it. Because I feel like it's sort of, it's this major, major thing that everybody reads. It's like the first fic that everybody reads when they come in, when they come into the fandom now. But when it came out, like it was within like two months of after like two months after the movie, this amazing like seventy thousand word fic by Prue, who's obviously a legendary fic writer and amazing. Um and I just remember thinking, like, you know, I I think all the tropes that are in the fic are, are fics that we've already built together as a community. Um, so I didn't really feel the need to read it at the time, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I just and I just never did, and then it sort of became a thing. Well, like, oh, I've never read it. I wonder if I can just, you know, survive by rereading Fix without feeling a need to read it and so but it is like a legend it just sort of looms over the entire fandom and also so does Jism's fix um oh yes all of her her domestic verse and her coffee shop AU those are like the fix (laughs) her domestic verse is called um wherever you be that's where I'll call wherever you'll be that's where I'll call home and her coffee shop thick is called um I've got nothing to do today but smile the only living boy in New York and they're both just hugely popular books.
0: For Anna, I would add one um, of the other ones she wrote called The Whole New World. Oh, yeah. Which is it's shorter. It's shorter than all her other stuff. I just found it I just found it really super charming. And, like, it's a good entry point, I think, to her humor, which I find incredible. And it's about uh, Arthur not having trouble sleeping, so he keeps dreaming himself as, like, Disney princesses. <laughs> uh, it's really funny. So we'll, there's also her yeah. um, house at Pooh
2: Corner, where they all go under and they become like characters from Winnie the Pooh. Yes,
0: it's very charming. Anna's over there, like, what the hell, guys?
2: <laughs> oh God, no! There's so many fics there. The fix that um, do you remember the fix that they that fandom used to write where Arthur and Eames were Care Bears? Yes, <laughs> like the... My Little Ponies. Oh my
1: God, uh, oh. Uh. so how many? How many are there? How many fix?
2: Do, do yeah? Do they have uh and and that, that estimates i mean i have like i literally cuz i save fix that i read on my pinboard even if i don't wreck them so i'll know that i've already read them um which is a tactic i've used in all of my fandoms but when i got to into inception like i started saving like Literally everything, and I think I have something like twenty five hundred links saved at this point. And I know that that's only like a tenth of like what there actually is in the fandom. Yeah, it's huge. (laughs) It's really huge. It's just crazy because it's it's really rare for a standalone film to have that kind of traction. Yeah, no new canon since twenty ten, and yet. (laughs) So it's a it's a really remarkable fandom. I'm
0: quite quite pleased to be here. So Anna, you have some reading to do.
2: Yeah, I guess I do. And you can feel free, like feel free to email us at any time, or just you know shoot us up on, and ask on Tumblr if you want more Rex because we have tons of Rex. I say we, but I'm, Renee and I both like. Yeah, it, it takes two. at least two people. It's like a whole team effort.
0: <laughs> and here, here's like the selling point. Like so much of this, even if you're not like even outside of Arthur and Ian, so much of this is like romance, right? And I know you're into romance.
1: Yeah, really. Oh, God,
2: Really some amazing Arthur Ariadne Eames threesomes out there. Really, really <laughs>
0: nice. Well this has been illuminating. Anna, how do you how do you feel?
1: You know, I think I've learned something. It feels like I had a very superficial experience of the movie and that and what you have said to me now and to all of us has kind of like made me curious to go a little bit
2: deeper. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I think I would, you know, even though I haven't read Presque Vu, like, it's legend. Like, everyone loves it. Like, I would say that if you only read one, like, it's probably just as good as any because it has, like, the full – what makes it unique among six is that it has sort of, like, the full gamut of, like, the before-after-during period of, of what we what we only hear mentioned before in the movie in Inception, like, all the stuff about Maul and, and Cobb going deeper and um, all the dream research stuff before – um, like it really goes into that in detail. Um, so if you really think that that part might interest you, all the science-y stuff, then that's that's probably a good place to start. To um, okay, and yeah, and then you can just sort of take off from there. So, oh okay. well, cool. I hope you enjoy it. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm <laughs> gonna follow.
0: We're gonna follow up with her. Yay! Later, and see how see how she's doing. So Asia, thank you so much for coming on to talk to us about inception. I really appreciate it. No, it was my pleasure. I'm just like tickled pink to be here. So yay!
2: Thank you guys. Thank you so Group much. Group hug. Group hug.
0: <laughs> Banger Happy Hour is Anna Grillo and me, Renee Williams. I am also our producer. You'll find links to the authentic recommendations in our show notes at BangerHappyHour.com. You can email us at bangorhappyhour at gmail.com. We love hearing from you and are open for all the recommendations you can throw at us, 24-7. You can find us on Tumblr and Facebook at Fangirl Happy Hour. One long word, no spaces. On Facebook, we have 47 likes. Thank you, 47 people who like us. We appreciate you. You can chat with us on Twitter at Fangirl Podcast. This week's question, what's your favorite piece of fanfic in any fandom? Bonus, if it's a canon Anna is familiar with, so we can accept her with it. Special thanks this week to Asia Romano for donating her time to the show. You can find Asia on Tumblr at Bookshop or on Twitter at Asia Romano. She's also a staff writer at The Daily Dot, covering geek culture. This week's 20th Century book recommendation from our special guest, Asia Romano, is To Say Nothing of the Dog by Connie Willis. Our music is by Boxcat Games. Our logo is by The Very Talented Era. You can commission them at justera.tumblr.com. For both myself and Anna, thanks for listening. See you next episode.